Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome back to the Washington Weekly Podcast on the UBS In The Now Podcast channel. We are joined as always by Shane Lieberman, Federal Affairs Manager from the UBS U.S. Office of Public Policy in Washington, D.C. for a look at some recent developments within the Beltway and beyond. Uh, With that, Shane, thank you for dropping by here on a Friday morning. Looking forward to our conversation. Thanks, Dan. Good to be with you. So a few items we want to bring our listeners up to speed on from this past week. I recall we heard from Commerce Secretary uh, Gina Raimondo sounded the alarm over the need for policymakers to curb sales of advanced technology to China. So what exactly does the concern here stem from, Shane, and what can be done here from a policy standpoint? What's being talked about right now? Right. You know, at its core, this is about national security, you know, and but also, um, you know, it's national security with concern about China, but also, you know, ensuring that uh, the U.S. is not dependent on China for uh, things like semiconductors, which are, you know, critical to uh, defense and other uh, technologies uh, that we, you know, uh, really need in our day to day lives. Um, you know, I, I think uh, the secretary is one of the leaders of the charge of the Biden administration, but we're going to hear uh, more from the Biden administration as it comes uh, in the coming days. Um, you know, I think you know, the U.S. is trying to figure out how they stem uh, Chinese subsidization of, uh, you know, semiconductors and, and chips that are are critical, you know, and I think the U.S. As we've talked about in the past, you know, US, uh, lawmakers in the U.S. have been trying to figure out how to invest in our own capacity to produce high-end uh, chips. I think, you know, as we move forward, we expect the Biden administration to um, finalize our, this broad executive order in, in the coming uh, pretty soon that would further limit certain U.S. technology exports and investments to China. Uh, and again, this is all in the name of uh, national security. But this comes at obviously a very sensitive time uh, in the U.S.-China relationship, and the the order that we expect from the Biden administration will no doubt uh, be condemned by China and create a new tension point. So, I think this is going to uh, cause some, you know, uh, uh, consternation in the coming days. So it is something that we should be keenly aware of. Yeah, just as relations were restarting, we've spoken about some recent notable visits of U.S. officials over to China. It'll be interesting to see how this is received and how this might play out in the coming days and weeks. So something to keep an eye on. Uh, This past week, Shane, something else to bring up. We did see that bipartisan legislation was introduced aimed at banning high-ranking officials, government officials, and even their relatives from trading stocks, uh, this known as the Ban Stock Trading for Government Officials Act. Now, we've covered similar initiatives like this prior here on the podcast, though. Who is behind this latest push and how might this evolve from here? Yeah, this is, you know, being pushed by uh, Senator Gillibrand, Democrat from New York, Senator uh, Hawley, uh, Republican from Missouri. And, you know, this is... um, not only bipartisan, but this is very popular, uh, I think, with the American people. You've seen polls where, you know, banning stock trading um, um, w- is, you know, a clear majority of Americans think that 
uh, banning stock trading uh, for members of Congress should happen. I think, you know, as we've probably talked about in the past, um, you know, the tricky part is in the details here. You know, this bill, my understanding is that it would, it would bar stock trading and stock ownership, but even in blind trust, which is kind of tricky. You know, that's, you know, the purpose of a blind trust and the member of Congress having it. So they are not involved or aware, obviously, of what is being traded, you know, on a daily basis, right? So, uh, you know, that is how many members of Congress have kind of done this to keep that arm's length away from uh, being involved in, in, you know, their uh, trades. Additionally, you know, as I think we've talked about in the past, you you have members of Congress who come from all kinds of different backgrounds. You know, some of them have family-owned businesses where, you know, maybe they're the... the sole shareholder or maybe one of just a few. So, you know, how do you kind of divest in your own family business? Uh, You know, and, you know, if if you're trying to be only a lawmaker for, you know, five or 10 years or something, you know, and you want to go back to that family business, how does that work? So it's complicated in the details. And I think that's where we, where it gets hung up. Um, by members of Congress. It's not that they don't want to do the right thing, per se. It's just that it has many layers to it. So with that in mind, you know, I don't think this bill as currently written will become law. But I think there, the lawmakers are trying to look for, you know, what is the appropriate step to, you know, to take and, you know, um, make themselves kind of right with the American peoples and try and gain uh, their confidence back. Well, it is very interesting, as you outlined it for us, Shane, a lot more complex than it seems on the surface. So we'll see how this plays out and what comes of this initiative. Uh, Sticking with Congress, we also saw this week that the House Judiciary Committee is planning contempt proceedings for Mark Zuckerberg, the chief executive officer of Meta, parent company of Facebook. What exactly is this a result of and what might be some next steps here? Right. Judiciary Committee uh, Jim Jordan, he he sent subpoenas at the beginning of the year to Apple, Facebook, Google. Um, So it's not just uh, Meta, Facebook here. Um, It is kind of tech in general in the crossfire. you know, I think Republicans uh, are very concerned and believe that tech has played a role in suppressing, you know, the conservative voice in, you know, social media and, you know, uh, um, um, your Google searches, et cetera. So this is part of that effort. And, and you know, I think Chairman Jordan feels that uh, Zuckerberg and Meta have not um fully, you know, cooperated with the committee. So I think this threat of, of contempt is, is, in, is in an effort to get more documentation out of Meta, you know, so they can kind of uh, sift through and see if, you know, their beliefs are true and that uh, these companies in their minds have colluded with, um, you know, uh, the Biden administration to suppress um, uh, the voice of conservatives. You know, I think, you know, you've seen this playbook in a sense in other areas, you know, um, uh, Judiciary Committee Chairman Jordan, I think, kept pressing FBI Director Ray for more documentation. And when he felt like he was not getting that documentation from Director Ray, you know, he threatened contempt and the FBI 
FBI turned over more documents. So this is part of that give and take. Um, you know, who knows what what will actually be the result if there is actually any conclusive evidence uh, proving one way or the other that there was some kind of, you know, uh, coordinated effort here or there was not. So, you know, it, it's interesting. Uh, but, you know, I will say Republicans are not um, shying away from this. They will continue to push hard on these tech companies. Yeah, well, it does sound like there's a lot of precedent for this step. So we'll see how this materializes. Before we close out, Shane, I know Congress is getting ready to head out on summer recess. So perhaps over the next few weeks, it'll be a little quieter in Washington, though I'm curious, anything happening over the next month within the Beltway that our listeners should be aware of? August is a wonderful month in Washington, D.C. Uh, people clear out, uh, take needed vacation. You know, um, a lot of the staff on Capitol Hill that work for lawmakers um, are, are on the precipice of being, you know, worn out. So this is a great time for them to recharge the batteries. And I would note that traffic is you know, about half of usual. So the commute is nicer, but you're right. They also use this time to essentially prep for the fall. Um, we have a lot of deadlines uh, coming up at the end of September because that is uh, October 1 is the start of the new fiscal year. Um, so, you know, things ranging from uh, all government funding to um, the, the federal aviation administration's reauthorization, um, national defense authorization, a lot of these things need to be done. So this is going to be a big time where, you know, uh, staff is, uh, besides taking time off and recharging the batteries, prepping for a very active uh, September and fall schedule. So uh, a lot for us to discuss in this fall, but um, it, it is a, a great month that I think uh, people actually get to take some time and enjoy the summer weather here in D.C. Absolutely. Everyone needs some downtime, though, to your point. I know we'll regroup in a few weeks. We'll hang up the mic here on the Washington Weekly Podcast for the next few weeks, but we'll be back right before Labor Day to preview for our listeners, our clients, what will be a, a busy session upon Congress's return in September. So, Shane, thank you for dropping by today, as always, for recapping a wide range of topics, plenty to follow up on there. Wish you a relaxing next few weeks and looking forward to regrouping with you at the end of August. Great, Dan. I look forward to it. Have yourself a great one. Thank you, Shane. Again, we have been joined by Shane Lieberman, Federal Affairs Manager with the UBS U.S. Office of Public Policy in Washington, D.C. I will point out to our listeners, our clients, you can now locate the latest Washington Weekly Publication, which is available up on UBS.com slash Washington Weekly. From UBS Studios, I'm Dan Cassidy. Thank you for joining us. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients, UBS Financial Services, Inc. offers investment advisory services in its capacity as an SEC-registered investment advisor and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC-registered broker-dealer. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. It is important that you understand the ways in which we conduct business and that you carefully read the agreement 
guidance and disclosures that we provide to you about the products or services we offer. For more information, please review Client Relationship Summary provided at UBS.com forward slash Relationship Summary or ask your UBS Financial Advisor for a copy.